Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 19 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. And before we get started, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. Each of you make this ministry possible. And I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team. Thank you for listening, and please continue to rate and share this podcast. Let's keep spreading these messages of hope all around the world. Here at the Building Great Lives podcast, it's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. In today's episode, I have something very special for you. We're going to talk about five prayers that are guaranteed to change your life and bring results. I believe today's episode is going to be life-changing for each of you that are willing to pray these prayers. It seems like the term dangerous prayers has become a theme lately. You can see many people talking about dangerous prayers. And I understand what they're saying, and I agree with the concept. But I want you to know that this lesson that I'm going to talk about today was a lesson that was preached by my mentor in ministry, the late Reverend Kenneth Umbers. He taught this over 25 years ago. He didn't just preach this lesson, he lived it. My spiritual mentor in ministry passed away in 2020, and I'm thankful for the memories and I'm thankful for the prayers that still live on today. He passed this down to me. Now I hope to pass it down to you. And I dedicate this episode to his memory. I also dedicate this episode to his children, Kim and Kevin. What a great inspiration that he was and as his life lives on through them. Only eternity will tell the profound impact that Brother Umbers had on all of us that were privileged to have known him. Now, as we get into the episode, I want to start by saying this. There are not many things that are guaranteed in life. You would be hard-pressed to find a doctor or a lawyer. You would be hard-pressed to find a mechanic or really anyone else that would give you a guarantee that says, I will do this and I guarantee you that it will work. But what if I told you that I know five prayers that if you're willing to pray them are guaranteed to work? Would you listen? Well, I I hope you would because I'm guaranteeing you that if you take these five prayers that we will discuss in this episode and you begin to pray them, you will see radical change in your life. You'll see it in your personal life, in your home, and in your ministry. Radical change that will change every aspect of your life. Many of us, When we pray, we pray safe prayers. Like, God, I know someday you will, 
But what if God is wanting us to pray right now prayers? Prayers that aren't just based on someday, but based on the belief and confidence that not only does God desire to do, but he is ready to do. What if we could pray those prayers? Wonder what would happen. I'm convinced that that's where God is calling us. He's calling us to pray prayers that are dangerous, prayers that are life-changing, prayers that are right now prayers that bring results. So how do you bring results to the world? How do you bring results to the things around you? Well, the first thing that has to change is us. So these five prayers that we'll talk about in this lesson These are prayers of surrender. They are prayers that will move you out of your comfort zone and into the miracle zone. These five prayers are guaranteed to change your life forever. Now, I will warn you up front, these prayers can be quite difficult to pray. But when you launch out into becoming everything that God has called you to be, you have to step beyond the safe and begin to pray things that are guaranteed to work. And the first thing that we're going to pray, that first prayer, is a difficult prayer, but it's the prayer of search me. Psalms 139 verses 23 and 24 said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. See, I told you these prayers are not easy prayers. The first one, search me. See, David is accredited with writing 73 out of the 150 Psalms. Many Jewish scholars hold the opinion that Psalms 139 is one of the most sacred of the Davidic Psalms. It's believed that David wrote this Psalm during a very difficult time where his son Absalom was attempting to overthrow the throne from him. Can you imagine your own son, your own flesh and blood trying to overthrow the throne from you? And it's during this time that David goes out and he goes out to pray and he goes out into a place to get away and find refuge. And there on his way out, this man named Shimei that was of the house of Saul that did not like David, he come out accusing David. He began to throw stones at him. He began to kick dust at him. And the Bible says that as Shimei accused David of having these impure motives, it was there that Abishai rose up in defense of David and said to David, let me kill Shimei because no one should accuse the king. But it was in this moment where David has to check his own motives. What is David going to do? Is David going to look at Abishai and say, kill Shimei, rise up and slay him? Or will he respond differently? Bible tells us something amazing. It says that David looked at Abishai and told him, no, don't kill him. And he says something incredible. He says, these accusations, they did not move David for revenge. They did not move David for vengeance, but they moved him for inward reflection. David said, what if God is using Shimei to reveal something in me? What if Shimei's right? And this amazing response Instead of rising up with vengeance and revenge and killing Shimei, 
David goes to prayer. And it's in this prayer where David checks his motives before God and says, God, is Shimei right? Do I have wrong motives? Is there anything in me that is wrong? It's in this season of prayer that David pins the words to Psalms 139. And he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. It's a prayer of search me. It isn't a prayer of revenge or vengeance. This is a prayer that David is saying, examine every area of my life and make sure that it's right. Search me, examine me thoroughly, search my innermost thoughts and motives. Don't leave any area of my life unsearched. The Jewish people used this search in the context of digging a deep mine and closely examining every inch for the thing that they were searching for, not leaving any area of the mine unsearched so that you could always know that if you did not find anything, it was not because you did not search it thoroughly. You know that you looked. And so David is using this same terminology and he says, search me, God. This is not an easy prayer to pray. When people rise up against us or people challenge us or people question us, we immediately want to respond with vengeance and prayer against them. But David teaches us that if you really want to be used of God, you've got to pray the search me prayer. Search me prayers are not easy to pray because search me prayers make us have to face the reality of who we are on the inside. Psalms 139 reveals something very powerful to those that are willing to pray the search me prayer. Here's the reward to those that are willing to pray the prayer. Psalms 139 verse number one said, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Then verse five says, thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Did you catch that? For those willing to pray the search me prayer, God lays his hand up on them. When we ask God to search us thoroughly, God then lays his hand up on those that are willing to come to an understanding of the value of him revealing our innermost thoughts and innermost motives. Because when he reveals them, we face them, and then God corrects them, and then we become what God has called us to be. I encourage you, pray that search me prayer. It's not easy to pray because you do have to deal with the reality of what is revealed. But once you deal with that, God's hand comes upon you. Search me. Prayer number two of our difficult, dangerous prayers is break me. Break me is certainly not an easy prayer to pray either, but it is a prayer that's guaranteed to bring results. Praying the break me prayer means dying to our own will, laying our own hopes, dreams, and desires on the altar. It's getting to the place that we can say, not my will, but thy will be done. Even if it means living without as long as we are living in his will. The break me prayer is a prayer whose evidence is humility. 
John the Baptist said it best. He said, I must decrease that he may increase. We find a great example of how Jesus lived his life when we examine the Last Supper. Luke chapter 22, verse 19 says, And he took the bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. This do. That's important. Remember that phrase. This do in remembrance of me. Then Paul taught in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 24 through 25. He said, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. That is an amazing example because Jesus is saying this bread that you take in the communion that you break and then you eat, that is a symbol of my body. That is a symbol of my life. This is an example of how he lived, broken that he could be given to others. But he said this in Luke 22 and 19 in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four. He said, this do. So the question is, do what? There's more to it than just the powerful example of taking communion. He said, this do. There's an action to it. He's saying, I want you to do as I have done. I want you to live a broken life that you may be given to others. So it's not just about taking physical communion, but it's about living a spiritually broken life, a life that would allow you to say, as Paul did, I die daily. Paul is saying, I get up every day and I'm determined to live according to God's will and not my own will. Broken doesn't mean going around in sackcloth and ashes. It's not about having nothing. It's about us not having anything we wouldn't relinquish should God ask for it. That is living a broken life. Jesus takes the bread and breaks the loaves and the fishes, and he prays over it, breaks it, multiplies it, and gives it. Before we can be multiplied and given, we must be willing to pray the break me prayer. The psalmist declared in Psalms 51 and 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou will not despise. Praying the break me prayer is not easy but it is guaranteed to work and it is the only pathway to being multiplied and given to others. The third prayer that's not an easy prayer to pray but guaranteed to work is the stretch me prayer. That means increase my faith, stretch my faith, grow me into the next level of trust. This may seem like an easy prayer to pray, but it's not. Why? Because many times it's through the trying of our faith that we truly increase in faith. So when we go through things, God stretches us. When we're placed in situations that we're uncomfortable in, that's God stretching us. An experienced missionary once told me while we were talking in the Philippines while I was on a mission trip, she said one of the most powerful things that you can learn is how to be comfortable when you are uncomfortable. 
because that's what stretches us. When we're in a situation that we don't know how to handle and we put our trust in God, it increases our faith and stretches us to where we grow stronger. No wonder in Exodus 14, 16, the Bible says, but lift up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it and the children of Israel shall go forth on dry ground through the midst of the sea. God is telling Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea. Not that you're going to be able to do it on your own. But when you look and you see Pharaoh's army on one side and you see the Red Sea that looks impossible to cross on the other side, you realize that you can't do it on your own. You can't make this happen on your own. But God steps in and begins to stretch. This was not just the stretching of Moses' arm and a rod in the natural, but this was a stretching of Moses and Israel in the spiritual. God did divide the Red Sea. God did provide for them. God did allow them to go across on dry ground. God did deliver them. God was stretching Moses and God was stretching Israel. God stretched Moses from a man tending sheep to a man that was afraid to speak because of his speech impediment to a man that was standing there obeying, stretching out a rod, watching the Red Sea part. God will stretch us and take us to the next level. We simply will never become all that God has created us to be until we allow God to stretch our faith beyond our comfort zone. God never intended for our faith to remain small. He intended for our faith to grow. That's why Romans chapter 12 and verse 3 said that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. But then Luke, the disciples prayed, increase our faith stretch our faith, grow our faith. So God intended the measure given to all men to grow from a measure, the grain of mustard seed that is so small is planted in the ground and it grows into a great tree. That is our example of growing faith. As the disciples found out many times, it's through trials that God stretches us, that God grows our faith. They do to us what we are unwilling to do to ourselves. Move beyond the things that we're accustomed to and step out of our comfort zone and into the miracle zone. Have you ever heard someone say, God will give the provision for the vision? I know I have. Well, that's true, but it's rarely in that order. God normally gives the vision first, then calls us to step out by faith And when we step out by faith, he gives the provision for the vision that he's given us. Why is it that way? Why is it that order? Because God is stretching us. The stretch me prayer is not an easy prayer to pray, but it is guaranteed to work. The fourth prayer that's not easy to pray, but guaranteed to work, very vital to our spiritual life is lead me. Proverbs chapter three, verse six said, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Every day we must live in a close trusting relationship with the Lord, always looking to him to direct our paths and guide our lives. The lead me prayer, this isn't just a prayer for preachers. Notice what John writes. John chapter 10, John says, the sheep hear his voice 
And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. His sheep hear his voice and he leads them. So when we pray, lead me, God, he will lead us. We all should be praying the lead me prayer. Lead me, Lord, I will follow. Guide my steps and I will go. This is not solely about sending you to a particular location, although it could be. It's also about God directing every area of our lives guiding and leading us every step of the way. And when God is leading us, we are guaranteed victory because he will not lead us into defeat. He will lead us by still waters. God wants us to pray the lead me prayer. Yet again, this seems like it would be an easy prayer to pray, but it's not. To pray the lead me prayer, we must be willing to obey. Songwriters Wayne Harold Gooding and Elizabeth Grace Gooding wrote the words, Lead me, Lord, I will follow. Lead me, Lord, I will go. You have called me, I will answer. Lead me, Lord, I will go. Pray the lead me prayer, and God will direct your paths. Our fifth prayer, not an easy prayer to pray. And yet again, seems like one that would be so easy. And many times I think we pray it without really thinking about what we're saying. But this is a powerful prayer that's essential, that is guaranteed to work. It is the use me prayer. Being used by God is not a role reserved for preachers. It's a role meant for all Christians. Isaiah 6 and 8 said it this way, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Isaiah was saying, here I am, Lord, I'm available, use me. The use me prayer is a prayer of willingness. The lad with the fish and the loaves was willing to trust Jesus and let him use his modest meal. And the Lord took it and the Lord used it and fed the 5,000 and left baskets overflowing for there to be miracles and signs and wonders to feel their needs in the flesh, their hunger, and to reveal spiritual revelation to them of the miraculous provision of God. The use me prayer is a prayer of willingness. Use me, Lord. Sounds so easy, but this prayer requires complete surrender of our life to God's choice of direction. That can be a scary prayer to pray because most of us like to be in control. Peter and John left their nets because Jesus desired to use them to become fishers of men. You do not have to be afraid when you pray the use me prayer. You just have to be willing and trust that God will make a way for you. Songwriter Bill Withers said it like this, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, and speak through me. If you can use anything, 
Lord, you can use me. I want us to pray the use me prayer. But when we pray that prayer, we must be willing to surrender our lives completely to him. I guarantee you that if you take these five prayers that my spiritual mentor ministry passed on to us over 25 years ago, search me, break me, stretch me, lead me, and use me, these prayers will change your life forever. And as has become our tradition, I want to pray for you, the listener. I want to pray that you would be open to praying these life-changing prayers that are guaranteed to work. Lord, right now, you see the person that is listening to this podcast episode. You know exactly where they are. You know exactly what they're going through. You know exactly the things that they're dealing with, the needs that they have. God, I pray right now you would stir something up inside of them that says, I've got to pray these prayers. I want to be surrendered completely to the Lord. Because when we surrender ourselves to you, God, you will not only direct our paths, but you will supply all of our needs according to your riches in glory. Hey, listener, I believe God's going to do incredible things through your life. If you're willing to pray these dangerous prayers, I promise you God will do radical, miraculous things in your life. I'm so glad that we spent this time together. Thanks for listening, and in the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Please consider leaving us a five-star rating or a review. Those really do help us get the word out to more people, and if you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Maybe text them the link or share it on your social. We are truly appreciative of that, and if you would like to contact me, You can connect with me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum, and you can also reach the show at buildinggreatlivespodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives Podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 